Welcome back. It's another edition of It's Raining Mets. We drop these episodes every Friday, giving you an update, a scoop on the latest weather and, of course, other things as well. And Tom is here, too, right? <laughs> uh, good to be with you, Ed. Uh, I was just out cutting the lawn. So the, the, I think the way we should start is how wet July has been because I'm cutting the lawn not once but at least twice a week, and it's the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. It is the middle of summer. You know, we're starting to get into that yeah, towards the time where we get into that drier season. When? But, I'm tired of cutting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you you were tired of not cutting not too long ago. You're right. It was so dry through uh, May, half of June. But, boy, did we turn things around for July. I can't remember a wetter summer in recent memory where, you know, we've got substantial rainfall. I think we're about an inch and a half, if not two inches above average for the month of July. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and we it's not like we've had like one big, solid, widespread, steady rain. It's a, a lot of this has come from just spotty thunderstorms that we've had almost every single day. That's a good point because I had a viewer reach out to me and said, you know, for all the rain we have, the creeks and the streams, everything are still low. And I think that's the reason because I was kind of thinking on it. And we haven't had that blanketing rainfall where everybody gets rain and it fills up the creeks and the streams. But the stuff we have gotten, I've gotten, has been pretty heavy, you know, because the, the atmosphere is so primed that every time we get a rainfall, you get a good half inch, inch, inch and a half as it uh, as it falls. So I, that's been an interesting July and it hasn't been all that hot. We've only had nine days, uh, 90 or above, right? I think. We're yeah, than- yeah, yes, yeah, something like that. It does look at some of the latest data is suggesting more bullish um, heat uh, late yeah. next week. Yeah, like the heat is coming back and we got to expect that. But we're literally in the hottest part of the year climatologically. These uh, two and a half, three weeks during July or when we usually see um, those 90 degree temperatures. But uh, I think it's been really nice. And a lot of the, the national media has been talking about how hot the Southwest is in Texas, and they've certainly been hot. But if you look at the nation, the upper Midwest mm-hmm. and the Northeast are actually running below average as far as average or below average uh, as far as the summertime goes. It's been yeah, kind we, of cool. we certainly have one of the cooler Junes on record. Yeah, that was two degrees below average for yeah. us. Awesome. Right now, I think uh, we're running about a degree, degree uh, maybe a degree and a half mm-hmm. above average for July, but I think it's very pleasant. And one of those telling signs is when you get to those evenings hours and you got a nice little breeze, um, even with the smoke that everybody's complaining about, it's been, um, you know, I think it's been fairly pleasant. Yeah, it has. It has. It hasn't been like brutal, uh, like a brutally hot summer by any means it is interesting you know seeing you know how different parts of the country are experiencing different i guess anomalies right you know where the southwest has you know been pretty hot i know phoenix is going on potential record of a straight string of 110 degree plus days i mean big Uh, time 119 that's crazy yeah 119 and um i know death valley was getting near its record high that was set back in 1934 of uh 134 and you know well, i've read i've read some mixed reviews on that, that reading that's been and, a big bone of contention in the in the weather record keeping business yeah i you know and i'm not i know the reason why is because well i'm not specifically sure of the reason why but the most i've been able to find out was that it just had some inconsistencies with how the how it was measured Correct. Going back Correct. to 1913. So 
I don't know how much political pull is involved in in trying to derail this record. I know the National Weather Service still cites it. Right. That's what officially that's still 134. That's what we all learned in uh, in school. Right. So it's not like you can just disregard and toss it as erroneous because the National Weather Service still obviously has it as a record. So I'm just curious what the real debate is, because I can't really find any information as to specifically why the measurement was inaccurate or wrong or disputed. Yeah. Or disputed. I'm not sure why, but uh, I know that's been a big bone of contention because they got up to 128. I was reading this week. And what's interesting from a meteorological standpoint is just a little bit of moisture can keep that temperature from going a little bit higher. So in other words, the drier air in that desert climate is what allows those temps to climb. So I think they were arguing between like 5% and 8% humidity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. I, I know. You know, I, I, I don't care if it's a, at, at that point, humid or dry, I'm not going to be sitting outside if it's 130 degrees. <laughs> yeah. But you see how tourists are flocking there to take the picture. Yeah. Of the yeah. Yeah, people people like to they like records. People like to experience mm-hmm. history, weather history. Right. You know, I know Joel D is all about that. He's all about, you know, oh, if we're so close to the record, we might as well That's just be it. So he's yeah, he's he's very <laughs> on board with uh he I, I could see Joel D going out there. What's the hottest you've ever been in uh, Ed? well probably dry a dry heat, um Phoenix. I was there. Um, actually, no, it was January. There's no way it would have been. I was there for an, an AMS, American Meteorological Society oh. conference, and it was in January, and it was hot. Mm-hmm. There's no way it would have been over 100, though. January, I wouldn't think. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I really don't know. Probably, you know, with the heat and humidity in Florida, probably yeah. Florida. I, I mean, it, it's interesting because Jacksonville's been close to 100 degrees. You know, Florida is so... You know, it sticks out in the Gulf of Mexico and there's so much moisture in the air. The dew points are are high there consistently. All you rarely time. see Florida for that reason get, get to 100. 100. Yeah. You, normally when your dew points are really high, it's really hard to reach 100 degrees. Exactly. Uh, and exactly. Jacksonville has um, a few times and Fort Myers, um, I, I, you know, my brother's actually up here visiting and he's missing some pretty epic heat down there because they're expecting heat heat index, heat indices of 115. Yeah, they're in the high 90s and then heat index in the 110s. So the hottest I've ever been in was Palm Springs. Okay. And it, it was 118. And I remember thinking, it's not that bad. You know, because people talk about, it's like putting your head in an oven, right? Because there's no humidity in there. It's just convective heat. And it's hot, but I was in a pool. So it didn't bother me as much. So I've experienced that 118. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's hot. But it's not like the oppressive stuff like your brother's describing in South Florida where it's just the air is so thick. It's just a whole different feel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I you know, I, I I do feel like once you get above 115, 120, it just doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> but that's how people sell the Southwest yeah oh it's a, oh, it's a dry heat okay yeah. it is it is yeah. it's different it doesn't mean yeah. it's not it's different um let's talk uh tropics real quick 
You know, I thought the interesting thing was everybody was gangbusters about we had two named storms right off the bat and here they come. And then those, if you're following, didn't, you know, they moved into the Caribbean, but they weakened. So everybody's been talking about how hot the the tropical waters are and these things should blow up and blah, blah, blah. Uh, El Nino may be a factor here, but they didn't, you know, uh, uh, strengthen like everybody thought. And now, you know, we're pushing towards August and everybody's like, hey, there hasn't been any storms. And it's just funny how, you know, if you have a storm, it's this huge headline. But when you don't have a storm, that should be a headline, too, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a it, it gives like I think it gives, you know, the public isn't necessarily going to be privy to everything that's going on. So when you only talk about one aspect of something, they're going to perceive something is what it really probably isn't in their head. It's so. Really uh, true yeah it's just yeah you got to be you got to be thorough and consistent and you know it's just it's just weird how sometimes these talking points are just omitted or they just it's not even thought about to even mention you know kind of like the 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 coolest june on record in some spots like that just was largely ignored but the well, other end of the pendulum by the, this this crazy headline it was the hottest on the planet ever I'm like, how do you quantify that? What's your data set? How are you even saying that? Right. And that got all the headlines. And like you're saying, this unusually cool June got none of the action. Yeah. And guess what? You know what's funny? Um, so there's a Ryan Maui. Um, you know, you know him, right? Sure. Yeah. So he's a he's he's basically created when we look at weather data, we look at all of this really complicated, convoluted confusing information the maps aren't always pretty to look at well ryan maui who's a meteorologist he 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 has like a an eye for detail and an eye for what's aesthetically pleasing so he'll actually create really easy to look at maps that are easy to understand easy to read and people have been using his maps and using some of the harshest color tables out there to right. make it look like the planet's on fire. And then he comes back to them and kind of says, you know, you're kind of misrepresenting what this map is actually showing, which isn't temperature, it's temperature anomaly, departure anomaly. from normal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's been very vocal about even people on TV using those magenta colors and those harsh red colors to yeah. kind of signify things are hotter than they are. And it's really, it's doing us a disservice because when there's real problems, real heat, real storms, whatever it is, you've already, you know, you can't cry wolf. You've got to take your job seriously. Right. And, and th- there was a map that, and I tweeted it out, actually, it, it was somebody, um, some, uh, somebody, somebody in Spain, <laughs> Oh, I know. I said, oh, yeah, it was somebody in Spain who was tweeting out about the climate crisis, and they were talking about how Spain is super hot, setting records left and right. And the temperature color table they were using, the contours on the map, were land temperature. And, wow. you, you know, land temperature is going to read a lot higher than, than air. You know, so that same map, if it were in Pennsylvania – would have shown Pennsylvania to be 150, 160 degrees because wow. that's the land temperature. I mean, when you go outside on a day like today and you, or, you know, recently and you measure the hot asphalt, it's right. going to be up to 180 degrees, you Good know, point. land temperature. So what do you think the public is thinking when they're seeing that, 
that kind of data. It's being totally represented as air temperature. And I think right. the public believes that air and land are interchangeable and they're not. No, not at and, all, especially and, trying to get an overall temperature. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really frustrating. You know, science is already complicated as it is by design. And you just, when people pick and choose and, and want to use data sets to, you know, fill their narrative, it's, it's, it's bad. It's bad science. It's bad communication. And it, it really lends to, you know, people getting a bad depiction of what's really going on. Well, you're letting politics get involved. And as we know, and as we've seen, it's just, that's a bad, bad mix. The other point that I'll make to your point is, you know, if it's 118 one day and 119 the next day, it's not any scorching hot. It's a little bit hotter. Right. I'm not saying it's not hot. What I'm saying is the incremental, you know, there it's a half a degree or a degree. It's not going to change your world. You know what I mean? No, You're it's still not going to be. Able to, it's, you know, it's, it's indetectable at that point. Right. To your human. Yeah. Yeah. Existence. Certainly. Certainly to the human body. It's, it's largely indetectable. So. Right. But it. But they, they break a record by a degree and it's like, oh, this has never happened before. Blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, the Phoenix thing happened back in the 70s, right? 74. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The string of 18 days. So that's what they just broke. And look, we're not saying this isn't unusual. This isn't hot. It's hot. But let's keep it in perspective is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I think that's key. And and remember the amount of time that we've been record keeping. Uh -huh. and try to put that into perspective too. So it's just, it's just really hard to go out on a, to say something that, you know, when you hear it point blank, it sounds like it's way worse than it is or right. something that hasn't happened before. Unprecedented. Yeah. I hate that stuff. I hate yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's becoming not just in climate science, but it's happening with a lot of things, it is. but you know, and I think people, I think people are realizing it to some degree. I do. And I think that's causing people to at least try to do their re own research, which I fully support rather I than just so. You're follow more, something hook, line and sinker. More confident than I am though. What, what's that? I said, you're more confident than me. I, I don't feel it just seems to me that, you know, especially with social media, people just grab a headline and retweet it and that's it. Yeah. I'm not sure they're doing more research, you know? Yeah. I think may, may, maybe part of me too probably hopes that it's just. <laughs> that yeah, that's... So I'm trying to be gla glass, <laughs> glass half full. Cool guy. And you are a positive guy. All right. Rest of the summer then. We think the tropics are going to heat up. Yep. There's some more activity there. That's pretty much a given. Uh, what's your thought for August? August? I think, um, you know, I really don't know. I'm just gonna go out there and say it. I really don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily see see the tropics heating heating up tremendously again because of the El Nino influence. Oh, you don't see the tropics heating up. Yeah. I think it's gonna be active. I mean, I mean, it might get more active, but I don't think it's gonna be anything that necessarily. I'm not gonna go out and say, oh, it's going to definitely impact our our weather locally. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, well. Overall, the summer and the reason it's been cool is we have this trough in the east and it's been baking out west. I don't see that really changing. So, as you mentioned, maybe a little warmer as we head to the end of July here. But overall, I think that pattern continues into August, meaning we're at or below average through August. Right. Yep. I, I would agree with that. I would so, agree with that. Compared to the last four or five summers, this one is pretty, pretty cool. But yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's a nice, nice break.
Mm, it's been really nice. I think it's been really pleasant. Yeah, especially, yeah. On, you know, weirdly enough, on those smoky days, it's been very cool. That's because <laughs> we have the north wind that brings that smoke right. down. That was the irony. We get this beautiful breeze, but the smoke came with it. So yeah. it was a little hard for people to enjoy, you know? Yep. Yep. So, well, Tom, it was great. It was great chatting with you, catching up with you. Always uh, great, my friend. Oh, uh, before I let you go, people were asking me about mayflies. I'm seeing the um, the nymphs, the little black and white deals. Yeah. So uh, we just not we're still a little early in the season for uh, the um, the lantern flies, right? Actually, so they should be. We should. Yeah, I think they're kind of in their baby to maturing stage. I don't think you really see the adult ones until closer to end of August. Okay, but yeah, you know, you know that saying, see him squish them, squish them still. All right. Yep, yep. Check for those egg casings on the sides of your vehicle. Well, you They're, are the bug man. They, they look like mud. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been too buggy lately because I've been droney. <laughs> you are the drone pilot. You, yeah, you I drone, I drone on and on and on and on, <laughs> but not about bugs. <laughs> no comment no comment yeah all right brother always good catching up with you okay see you tom you're listening to it's raining mets